please subscribe and leave a review of Dorky wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can support the pod if you'd like. You can use PayPal or buy me a coffee. There are links to both methods on Dorky's website and in the show notes of this episode. Thank you so much. Before the episode, let me tell you about an amazing online boutique that I just know you're going to love. Save Boutique is a great place for clothes, accessories, and shoes. One of the great things about Save is that it's size inclusive. Most items Save offers are available in sizes from small to 3X, and they're looking into ways to offer even more sizing options. They also drop new items every week, so there's always new things to choose from. They even offer three buy now, pay later options, shop pay, Klarna, and Afterpay. One last thing, they're offering a discount to Dorky listeners. Just enter the code Dorky, that's D-O-O-R-K-E-Y, all caps, no spaces, for a 10% discount. I even put a link to Safe Boutique in the description notes of this episode that will take you directly there and automatically apply the discount. So check out the amazing clothes, accessories, and shoes Safe Boutique has to offer. You'll be so glad you did. Hello, this is Dorky. I'm your host, April. This is a podcast about history. I'm going to be discussing events, people, and sometimes just random things from history that interest me. I am absolutely not a historian. I'm just a dork who spends a lot of time watching, reading, listening to anything I can get my hands on about history, and I want to talk about it. I think a lot can be learned from looking into the past. And I'd like to share what I've learned, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone. Before I start this episode, I have a little bit of housekeeping to go over. I wanted to let you know that I'll be taking a little hiatus for the month of December. Please don't go anywhere, and don't worry. I'll be researching and writing episodes during that time, but I won't be releasing any new episodes until January. If you're not caught up on episodes, this hiatus would be a great time to do that. Just saying. Also, my email at dorkypod at gmail will always be open for feedback and slash or topic suggestions. This episode will be released on the fourth Thursday of November, which means that it will be released on American Thanksgiving. So, I thought this would be a good opportunity to talk about the history behind Thanksgiving, how it started, and how it's been celebrated over the years up until today. So, let's get this out of the way right from the start, with all my thanks to Google. Thanksgiving is a federal holiday in the U.S., celebrated on the fourth Thursday of November. It is sometimes called American Thanksgiving outside the U.S. to distinguish it from the Canadian holiday of the same name and related celebrations in other regions. 
It originated as a day of Thanksgiving and Harvest Festival, with a theme of the holiday revolving around giving thanks and the centerpiece of Thanksgiving celebrations remaining a Thanksgiving dinner. The dinner traditionally consists of foods and dishes indigenous to the Americas, namely turkey, potatoes, usually mashed or sweet, squash, corn, green beans, cranberries, typically in sauce form, and pumpkin pie. Other Thanksgiving customs include charitable organizations offering Thanksgiving dinner for the poor, attending religious services, and watching television events such as Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and NFL football games. Thanksgiving is regarded as the beginning of the Christmas and holiday season, with the day following it, known as Black Friday, being the busiest shopping day of the year in the U.S. So, that's the official definition of Thanksgiving. In case you can't tell by my accent, I'm American, and this definition tracks with what I was taught in school about Thanksgiving. I learned all of that, but also this. The Puritans who had settled in North America struggled to survive in their colony and were close to starving, as they didn't know how to properly farm the land in this area that was new to them. The indigenous people that lived in the area did know how to farm the land, and they felt bad for the Puritans, so they taught them how to farm the land. Their teaching was successful, and using this knowledge, the Puritans were able to grow so much food that they were able to have a large feast to celebrate. The pilgrims were so grateful for this that they invited the indigenous people that had taught them how to farm to this feast. And the pilgrims and their indigenous best friends had a wonderful, huge feast together. And it was the most wholesome, heartwarming thing that's ever happened. That's obviously a summary of what I was taught, but I think you get the idea. And I think at its core, it's a great story to tell school-aged kids. I love that this story teaches that the indigenous people were compassionate, that the Puritans were grateful and that they collaborated and had a big, huge, celebratory feast together. The words, and they lived happily ever after, aren't in the story, but it's implied. I mean, at least it was implied to my little girl in grade school self. So, imagine my shock when I realized that things really weren't as rosy as the story told to me made it seem, and that things were actually a lot darker than that. I came across a quote once, and it's always spoken to me. The quote is as follows. The antidote to feel-good history is not feel-bad history, but honest and inclusive history. It is with that spirit that I always try to approach history. But I'm especially keeping that quote in mind this episode. Just so we're all on the same page here, here's a very short and oversimplified explanation of who the Pilgrims were. The Pilgrims were English settlers who traveled to America on the Mayflower and established the Plymouth Colony in Plymouth, Massachusetts. They left England for North America in search of religious freedom. The Pilgrims were super religious. When they got to North America, 
the pilgrims found villages that were nearly empty due to devastation caused by disease previously brought to north america by europeans the pilgrims already believing they were being led by god viewed finding these mostly empty villages as further proof that god was on their side and that this land was their destiny the wampanoag people were one of the tribes decimated by disease they were severely low on numbers in fighting another tribe the narragansett then the pilgrims arrived with their superior weaponry but no knowledge of the land so the Wampanoags and Pilgrims made a mutually beneficial arrangement and provided what the other needed. This resulted in the event that Americans commonly call the First Thanksgiving. It was celebrated after the Pilgrims' first harvest in North America in October of 1621. This feast lasted three days and was attended by 90 Wampanoag people and 53 survivors of the Mayflower. While this first Thanksgiving represents the peaceful coexistence of these two groups, unfortunately, this peaceful coexistence between the people from Europe and the indigenous people of North America would be rare. It's far beyond the scope of this podcast to go into much more detail than that, let alone this single episode, so I won't try to. Things would get really ugly between the Europeans and the people native to North America. Honestly, things aren't that great between them, even to this day. This episode is about Thanksgiving, so I'm going to focus on that. But it would be dishonest and unfair of me to not at least acknowledge all of that first. Moving on. Here's a personal account of the 1621 feast in Plymouth. William Bradford in of Plymouth Plantation, wrote, They began now to gather in the small harvest they had, and to fit up their houses and dwellings against winter, being all well recovered in health and strength, and had all things in good plenty. For as some were thus employed in affairs abroad, others were exercised in fishing, about cod and bass and other fish of which they took good store, of which every family had their portion. All the summer there was no want, and now began to come in store a fowl as winter approached, of which this place did abound when they could be used. And besides waterfowl, there was a great store of wild turkeys, of which they took many, besides venison, etc., Besides, they had about a peck a meal a week to a person, or now, since harvest, Indian corn to the proportion, which made many afterward write so largely of their plenty here to their friends in England, which were not feigned, but true reports. Thanksgiving has been celebrated nationally in the United States on and off since 1789. It was celebrated intermittently until President Abraham Lincoln declared it for the last Thursday in November in 1863. In 1870, President Ulysses S. Grant signed the Holidays Act that made Thanksgiving a yearly federal holiday. 
1885, Congress passed an act that made Thanksgiving and other federal holidays a paid holiday for all federal workers throughout the United States. The date Thanksgiving was celebrated was moved to one week earlier under President Franklin D. Roosevelt from 1939 to 1941. But this caused, quote, significant controversy. The idea was that this would give more time to the Christmas shopping season. At that time, Advertising goods for Christmas before Thanksgiving was considered inappropriate. Side note. Now, I see Christmas items in stores as early as August. An act of Congress in 1942 would permanently move Thanksgiving back to the fourth Thursday in November. During the second half of the 19th century, Thanksgiving traditions in America varied from region to region. For example, a traditional New England Thanksgiving consisted of a raffle held on Thanksgiving Eve where the prizes were mainly geese or turkeys. A shooting match on Thanksgiving morning in which turkeys and chickens were used as targets, church services, and then the traditional feast, which consisted of some familiar Thanksgiving food such as turkey and pumpkin pie and some not-so-familiar dishes such as pigeon pie. Professional football became a Thanksgiving fixture during the sport's beginning in the 1890s, and the tradition of Thanksgiving football, both at the high school and professional level, continues to this day. In New York City, people would dress up in masks and costumes and roam the streets. By the late 1950s, that tradition had shrunk enough to only exist in its original form in a few communities around New York with many of those traditions folded into the Halloween custom of trick-or-treating. The centerpiece of most Thanksgiving celebrations is the Thanksgiving dinner, consisting mainly of foods native to the Americas. Turkey, usually roast and stuffed, is typically the main item on most Thanksgiving tables. Forty million turkeys were consumed on Thanksgiving Day alone in 2019. 85% of Americans partake in the meal, spending over $1 billion on turkeys for Thanksgiving in 2016. Mashed potatoes with gravy, stuffing, sweet potatoes, cranberry sauce, sweet corn, various fall vegetables, squash, and pumpkin pie are among the side dishes commonly associated with Thanksgiving dinner. All of these foods are actually native to the Americas or were introduced as a new food source to the Europeans when they arrived. As a result of the large size of Thanksgiving dinner, Americans eat more food on Thanksgiving than on any other day of the year. The poor are often provided with food at Thanksgiving time. Most communities have annual food drives that collect non-perishable packaged and canned foods and corporations sponsor charitable distributions of staple foods and Thanksgiving dinners. The Salvation Army enlists volunteers to serve Thanksgiving dinners to hundreds of people in different locations. There's also Giving Tuesday, which is a celebration of charitable giving five days after Thanksgiving. 
There are also many Thanksgiving Day parades around the U.S., but since 1924, the most popular has been the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is held every year in New York City. This parade is televised and features parade floats, performances from Broadway musicals, large balloons of cartoon characters, TV personalities, and high school marching bands. The float that traditionally ends the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is the Santa Claus float, the arrival of which is an unofficial sign of the beginning of the Christmas season. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is the world's largest parade. American football is an important part of many Thanksgiving celebrations in the U.S., a tradition that dates to the late 19th century, the earliest era of the sport. The NFL has played games on Thanksgiving every year since its creation, except during World War II. The Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys have hosted a game every Thanksgiving for decades, and a third game was added in 2006, but that one doesn't have a fixed host. In the beginning of the 21st century, Thanksgiving, or the day after, was the traditional start date when radio stations switched to continuous Christmas music. Due to what's known as Christmas creep, this date has slowly moved to well before Thanksgiving for most radio stations that do this. The President of the United States has received a Thanksgiving turkey every year since 1873. For the first 41 years, the turkey was provided by one source. In 1947, in what began as a lobbying ploy to get President Harry Truman to stop rationing turkey, the National Turkey Federation has presented the president with one live turkey and two dressed turkeys in a ceremony known as the National Thanksgiving Turkey Presentation. President John F. Kennedy was the first president reported to spare the turkey given to him. He said he did not plan to eat it. By the late 1970s, most of the live turkeys were being sent to petting zoos, while the dressed turkeys are usually sent to a charity. There are legends that the origins of the tradition of the president pardoning a turkey go back to the Harry Truman administration, or even to Abraham Lincoln pardoning his son's Christmas turkey. In more recent years, two turkeys have been pardoned each year in case the original turkey becomes unavailable for presidential pardoning. George H.W. Bush made the turkey pardon a permanent annual tradition when he became president in 1989, and this has been carried on by every president each year since. Side note, I am an absolute sucker for the pardoning of the turkeys. It's very silly and ridiculous, and I love it. On Thanksgiving, family and friends usually gather for a large meal. This means that Thanksgiving holiday weekend is one of the busiest travel periods of the year. Thanksgiving is a four- or five-day weekend vacation for schools and colleges. Most business and government workers, 78% as of 2007, are given Thanksgiving and the day after as paid holidays. Thanksgiving Eve, the night before Thanksgiving, is also known as Blackout Wednesday, and is one of the busiest nights of the year for bars and clubs, 
as many college students and others returned to their hometowns to reunite with friends and family. The move by retailers to begin holiday sales during Thanksgiving Day as opposed to the usual day after has been criticized as forcing retail workers, who compose an increasing share of the nation's workforce, to work odd hours and to handle large, unruly crowds on a day reserved for rest. In response to this controversy, Macy's and Best Buy, both of which planned to open on Thanksgiving even earlier than they had the year before, stated in 2014 that most of their Thanksgiving Day shifts were filmed voluntarily by employees who would rather have the day after Thanksgiving off instead of Thanksgiving itself. By 2021, retailers had largely abandoned efforts to hold Thanksgiving doorbusters and returned their focus to Black Friday. Blue laws in several northeastern states prevent retailers in those states from opening on Thanksgiving. Such retailers typically open at midnight on the day after Thanksgiving. Because Thanksgiving is a federal holiday, all United States government offices are closed, and all employees are paid for that day. Thanksgiving is also a holiday for the New York Stock Exchange and most other financial markets and financial services companies. A broader period called Thanksgiving Tide leads into and follows the holiday of Thanksgiving itself. The day after Thanksgiving is a holiday for some companies and most schools. In the last two decades of the 20th century, this day became known as Black Friday, the beginning of the Christmas shopping season, and a day for chaotic early morning sales at major retailers that were closed on Thanksgiving. A contrasting movement, known as Buy Nothing Day, originated in Canada in 1992. The day after Thanksgiving is also Native American Heritage Day, a day to pay tribute to Native Americans for their many contributions to the United States. Small Business Saturday, a movement promoting shopping at smaller local establishments, takes place on the last Saturday in November, two days after Thanksgiving. Cyber Monday is a nickname given to the Monday following Thanksgiving. This day evolved in the early days of the Internet, when people returning to work took advantage of their employer's broadband internet connections to shop online, and stores began offering sales to meet that demand. There's something similar to this for Christmas called Green Monday. Giving Tuesday takes place on the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. So that's the history behind Thanksgiving. I know it's typically an American and Canadian holiday only. But if you celebrate it, I hope you have a wonderful day and manage to eat way too much pie. And as long as you're still here listening, I'll let you in on a secret. You don't even have to celebrate Thanksgiving to get together with people you care about, have a wonderful day, and, of course, eat too much pie. Before I go, I just wanted to remind you that I won't be releasing any new episodes in December. New episodes will resume in January, so be sure to stick around for that. And, 
as the saying goes. I'll talk to you next year, friends. Here are some of the sources I used for this episode. Almanac.com Libraryofcongress.gov History.com And, as always, Wikipedia. So that's it. That's the episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can reach me at yourkeypod at gmail. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know if I left something out or got something wrong, or let me know if there's something in particular in history that you'd like me to talk about. There's a Facebook group called Dorky Podcast, and all the other social medias are at DorkyPod. Join them and be part of our growing community, but also to get extra tidbits about episode topics, like facts and pictures. There's also a link to donate to the podcast on the website and in the show notes if you'd like. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're hearing it. It helps the podcast grow, but more importantly, your feedback will help me make this a better podcast. Until we meet again, friends, 